originally. So this is, it was just a thought that kind of came to me. It hit me like a truck. Mm. And then the next day I started executing. I didn't give myself any time to talk myself out of not starting my podcast. Yeah. Um, and then that was probably October. And then originally <laughs> I wanted to have my first episode released um, at the beginning of January. So mm. I wanted to start the new year with yeah, a podcast. Yeah. But obviously that didn't work and there's just so many different things that has gone happened and there's a whole production that goes behind it mm -hmm. and now i want to say i'm hoping for may yeah at this point yeah did you um what was that like you said it just hit you like a break but what made you what gave you the idea of like i want to have a podcast so, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Usually when I get ready in the morning, I choose to listen to podcasts instead of music because I want to kind of get my mind going. Yeah. Um, I've always been into just learning. And so there's kind of a story behind it. When I was younger, I remember I used to hang out with this girl who lived on my street. And for fun, we'd drive around and look at houses and I've always been intrigued with what people do. And I remember having a conversation with her and being like, I wonder what these people do for a living. Mm. What are their, what's their life like? Um, like, how do you attain this kind of success? Yeah. And then like, I didn't really think twice about it, but I was just at home one day listening to a podcast. And then I'm like, I could totally just make this a thing. Mm. I can start my own podcast. And I can actually hear these people's stories and retrieve this information for myself. Yeah. And like once I have that spark, I just kind of go for it. I don't give myself any time to yeah. talk myself out of it. And so I did. Mm. And immediately, like I got on my computer and it was almost like a fire ignited within my soul. Yeah. I just <laughs> went for it. And yeah, I've been working on it ever since. How long did it take you to build that studio? Because it's beautiful, by the way. Thank I was just you. telling you off air. That's a really great studio. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So how long did that take you to build? Um, I mean, I invested a lot of time into it. But I would say, I mean, it's still not completely done just because, like you saw, all mm. my sound panels are falling off. <laughs> but a couple months of me going there consistently. Yeah. And did it, uh, did it kind of like, did it break your heart when you understood that things weren't dialed? I knew it was going to happen. Mm. Like nothing's always smooth sailing. There's yeah. always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be challenges. Yeah. And you just really have to take what life gives you and deal with it because yeah. it's never going to be easy. Yeah. But, you know, they say the best things in life are like worth earning and working for yeah exactly. and they don't come easy so yeah. it's expected mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to invest and like that's the one thing that people don't take into notice because people see podcasts and they're like oh my god i want to do a podcast i like they see the cameras they see the mics and they're like oh my god this looks all cool but when they really do a deep dive on like how much this actually is how much work goes behind it because i was telling you uh via messaging i was like this is a full-time job plus overtime yeah but it's so fun because the value that i get out of this conversation i get to go back and edit it and remember like man that was a really good thing that Michelle took. Cause so, so since your podcast is the CEOs of Silicon Valley, to me, 
everybody is in a way like their own CEO. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody has their own value to give. So there are people who have businesses. There are people who are parents. There are people who are just phenomenal brothers or sisters, but it's good to take value out of everybody. And I feel like this is like free therapy, honestly. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I feel like social media drifted people away from conversations. If I you agree. Would agree. Yeah. yeah. But since I want to go deep into the more podcast, but Michelle, this is the first time we're meeting. I know. So can we go back into how little Michelle was starting from your childhood, please? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was a mess. First of all, um, I mean, since a little background story, I guess, um, I was born in South Africa, so I'm an immigrant. Really? Yeah, I moved here when I was five, and Whoa. I live here with my mom and my brother. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's Whoa. kind of where I started. I moved to Mountain View, mm. lived there until middle school, and then moved to San Jose in high school. Yeah. But South Africa, really? What were you doing out there? My whole family lives there. Really? Yeah. So we're the first generation here. Whoa. Um, but yeah, like even my dad lives there. All my uncles and aunts, my cousins. Do I have you... some family in London. Oh my gosh. We're so... all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> do you go back there here and there? Like, do you visit? Um, I've never been. We might go in October. We're talking about it, but there's mm. nothing set in stone. But I actually just went to London over Christmas. How was and that? It was amazing. It was my first time really traveling out of the country. Mm. But the like most heartwarming thing about that experience was I met my grandpa and my aunt and my uncle and my cousin for the first time in 25 years. Yeah. So, I mean, I've met them before, but I was so little. little. Mm. I don't really remember um, like any i don't have any memories with them yeah so we got to have a little family reunion yeah did you get to pick their brains because i feel like uh people in this generation they kind of they see the elders and they're like ah, like okay let's hi hi grandma and grandpa cool but yeah. they just kind of avoid it but they actually know so much and it's good to pick the brains off them because they're not here for a very long time so it's good to hear their story so we can pass it on also absolutely yeah, yeah. and i really took advantage of that time because i recognized that mm. and you know like i wanted to hear i don't know a lot about my family history so mm. that really gave me the opportunity and especially like i said i haven't seen him for 25 years i don't know wow. when the next time i'm going to see him again yeah. will, will be mm -hmm. um so yeah i asked him a lot of questions and got to pick out his life a little bit and mm. it was completely it was so different back then yeah and especially being in another country it's not like it is here mm -hmm. especially even now yeah. how things are the economy and the government's very different than the life we live here yeah. in the United States. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's a, my grandpa, he's got a lot of really interesting stories to tell. Yeah. He, um, yeah, very great person. Yeah. And are you a big family girl? Yes. Yeah. And I do spend a lot of time with my mom and my brother, but mm. I think we're also very independent too. Mm. So I, we're all very hard workers. Yeah. Um, my brother, he just started a glass company. Um, so he literally puts his sweat, blood and tears into yeah. his business. Same yeah. with my mom. So um, I definitely think a lot of our work ethic comes from our family. Even when I went to London, mm -hmm. 
my uncle, he made a comment which resonated with me. He said that the Wheeler, so my last name was Wheeler, but the Wheeler side of my family, um, they're very entrepreneurial. Yeah. So um, they've always kind of had their own businesses. Um, my mom, she's kind of, she's married into it, but she has a very strong work ethic too. Mm-hmm. And so when I was moved here when was it 2008 when they had the huge recession oh yeah was it 2008 yeah 2008 so she worked for a company and i want to say i don't remember exactly how many like the numbers Mm -hmm. but there's let's say 20 people on the team yeah everyone got laid off except her and two other people there might have even been more more than that but she brought so much value to the company that they wanted to keep her and because she was on a visa they had to go through a whole extra like more steps to keep her um like legal steps and they're willing to do that and invest that money Mm. into her because they felt like she was worth it yeah and i think seeing that and growing up with her i've just really wanted to Like I followed in her footsteps a little bit. Yeah. What uh, business ventures that you want? I mean, obviously the podcast is one of them, but do you have any other uh, projects that you have going on in your head that you want to plan for the future? Hmm, That's a good question. I feel like I'm always working on something and I have so many ideas, Mm -hmm. but I can only implement like a couple at a time. And I also understand that if you're all over the chart, you're not going to you know have you read outliers yes all I these have. books yeah, in it's here. behind you know, me actually is it <laughs> yes. okay so oh yeah i see it um outliers you know how he talks about like it takes ten thousand hours to become an mm-hmm. expert in yeah. something so if you're investing all your time in little things you're yeah. never going to become an expert in one thing yeah. so you kind of i'm a very passionate person mm-hmm. and i mean i've wasn't like hitting a bullseye the first time i've experienced a lot of things i used to be a hairdresser Mm. um i used to like originally when i was in college i wanted to do marriage and family therapy Mm. everything that i've kind of like put my mind to i've always been relatively like good at yeah but at the same time like i really want to do what makes me happy yeah and even though i'm passionate about multiple things sometimes I choose not to invest my time into it because I want to get really good at one thing or like a couple different things. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that term um, having like multiple sources of income? Yes. Yeah. So people say that and that's what I think that's what stops people. So I think Alex Hermosi, they always, he always says like, oh, be good at one thing and then maybe you can start the next project. But people think like, especially young kids, like in 17, 18 year olds, they think, oh my God, I have seven of these things and I'm going to just work on this on Monday, this on Tuesday, this on Wednesday. It's like, man, like you said, master one. I mean, that term is so strange to me because I don't think you'll ever be a master I think we were just talking off air about the whole podcast stuff like I was like I said that there's a system dialed here but I am not a master because there are still mistakes that I notice sometimes when I say like a lot or um or things like that where it's like oh you gotta watch your speech like change your grammar a little bit there's there's certain mistakes even on the tech side there's always something that just like hits out of out of nowhere but it's unpredictable but that's why it forces you to problem solve and that's what that's what in a way business is it's just problem solving you know just like there's a lot of people right now who want to start a podcast and the problem with a podcast is 
getting it all figured out. And there's a very few select people out here who actually know how to solve those problems. Same thing as fitness. People want to get in shape. So they hire trainers, they hire nutritionists to solve their problem. So business is very, it's a lot about problem solving. So if you can solve somebody's problem, you can make great money. But at the same time, it's serving first, then the money will come. Absolutely. Yeah. But for you, because you're in the fitness industry as well, right? I am. Yeah. What got you into that? Oh, that's a, that's a, well, it's not that long of a story. Um, I, like I said, I used to be a hairdresser Mm -hmm. and I used to like, while I was growing my own business, I was assisting and working with somebody else. Yeah. And my boss, who's an amazing lady, by the way, um, she was her client, Mm -hmm. but since I was assisting her, I would do her hair Mm -hmm. and we just built a connection. Yeah. And then during the when the pandemic hit, obviously we got hit really hard and mm. we weren't able to work. Um, even though I was working out of a garage for a while, you know, <laughs> I had to, you yes. know, you have Fuck. to survive. Yeah, have so, to. um, desperate times calls for desperate measures. Yeah, yeah. And she actually sent me a message and asked me if I wanted to work with her. Mm. And so I took the opportunity and I started working with her at her nutrition shop. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like what makes us different and sets us apart from other nutrition shops mm. is not only do we have like top quality supplements, yeah, but we also offer nutrition coaching, which is something that you're not going to get from GNC or <laughs> absolutely not. Um, you know, the vitamin yeah. shop and we're ex- well, not experts, but we are very knowledgeable mm-hmm. about the supplements and she's very big. Like the whole slogan is knowledge is king and mm-hmm. she invests a lot of time and emphasizes the importance about knowing the products and how to help people. Yeah. And it's not so much about just like selling products. Like we really want to provide solutions and mm-hmm. help people um, achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I got into health and fitness. Well, I've always worked out mm-hmm. and um, exercising and just eating healthy has always yeah. been a very big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And when I started working there, the opportunity presented itself and yeah. I got my nutrition certification and yeah. just started taking on clients. Yeah. Is it, is it hard for like clients coming? Cause that'll teach you a lot too. Like the different variety of people, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think it's one thing being able to manipulate your own body mm. and you know, when you eat a certain way or when you exercise, like you're very in tune with yourself. Yeah. But when you're trying to implement that and help somebody else, it's very different because not everybody is the same and Mm -hmm. not like what might work well for you, Mm -hmm. like may not work well for somebody else. Yeah. So I've definitely learned a lot through that experience. And we focus mainly on sustainability. It's not like you're going to make all this progress in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to create a plan and a program that's going to be sustainable where we teach you, we educate you um, about how the body works, how different supplements work. Mm -hmm. And what you learn is something that you can continue to utilize and implement even after the program is over. Yes. And continue to make progress. So we want to actually change people's lives, not just give them a quick fix. 
yeah, like the six week challenge or the 10 week program. Yeah. It's like, guys, like this is not a short term fix. Mm -hmm. It's, it's lifelong. It's forever. Yeah. You yeah. know, that needs to change. And yeah, don't get me wrong. We do like <laughs> challenges. Of too. course. But I think those are necessary yeah. to get people woken up. Yeah. But also during that process is to educate them saying, guys, this is forever. This is your entire life. This doesn't stop after this 10 weeks. This doesn't stop after six weeks. This mm -hmm. is lifelong afterwards. Cause life gets better afterwards. Like, like your, your epitome of it, right? Like you feel good. You wake up energized. You're just, you're doing your day-to-day -day stuff and you're just ready. Yeah. But that comes from taking care of your health. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And I don't think enough people actually, you know, invest in themselves. Mm. And I think it's very easy, like going back to what we were saying about, you know, the best things in life yeah. don't come easy and they're worth working for. Mm -hmm. Same with health and nutrition. Like it's very easy to reach for the donut instead <laughs> of, you know, the healthy snack. And that's what most people do. Yeah. And I mean, I just want to change the way because you can eat healthy and still enjoy the foods. Yeah. Don't you do it too? Yeah. Don't, like, like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not on like a broccoli and rice diet. Yes. Yeah. Like say even like alcohol, like when P like when my clients see me, like say have a drink and people are like, Oh my God, you're drinking alcohol. It's like guys, like it's, there's having a relationship with everything that I do. Yeah. I'm not over consuming it where it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting drunk every single weekend. Like I drink very on occasion where yeah. it's like a family event or friend's birthday or so on and so forth but it's very rare and that's why i remain a lightweight for the rest of my life like, that's not a bad problem <laughs> oh my god two shots i'm done yeah it's bad it's kind of embarrassing too <laughs> i think that's a good thing though i think that's something to be proud of <laughs> well not when you're out with like your friends like we're all grown up now and people are like dang dude daniel you still can't hang like, i'm can, like oh my god it's just like can somebody get this guy some water <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no but i always stay hydrated too so yeah. i've never blacked out i've never got hung over so I'm always like making sure I'm just like I'm very aware of where I'm at and what I'm doing I never want to put myself in a situation where I'm like oh my god what's going on never yeah. I can't do that but why do you think it's um since you're very like you've been in the fitness industry for like I'm, I would say a couple of years um what do you think stops people from pursuing because obviously like they have such great momentum why do they stop do you think um, I think it could be like a variety of different reasons. I've dealt with a lot of different people and the circumstances are all over the chart. Mm. Um, I think people have a tendency to, a lot of my clients are emotional eaters. Yeah. And if they're, you know, happy, they feel the need to celebrate and go out for lunch. Or if they're sad, you know, they'll mm. bring out the tub of ice cream and indulge and they don't, it's a vicious cycle yeah. because it's like, you don't feel good. So you're going to like, especially say you're struggling with, um, anxiety mm. or just depression and you binge eat because of that. Mm. It's a vicious cycle because yeah. you don't feel good. So you eat, which makes you feel worse. And then you just continue to go like in this hamster wheel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think sometimes in certain cases people just want to live their life and it's a very social thing to go out and eat and mm -hmm. drink like it's a it's a social thing yeah and i think if you do that for 
you know, it becomes a habit just like you form different certain habits. Mm-hmm. And I think people get carried away with that sometimes. Everyone's got a different reason. Do people ever uh, push that onto you? Like, Michelle, live a little. Come on. Like, have this, have that. Do they push you onto oh, yeah. you? <laughs> um, I'm very different, I would say, in the sense, like, my whole life. Like, I've always put work first. Mm, and yeah. I've never, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, a complete loner. Or, like, yes. I don't deprive myself completely. Yeah. But majority of the time, I don't really I choose not to go out not Mm -hmm. that I don't want to but I've always had this little vision or like I'm saving myself for my 30s I've always said that which is a weird thing to say but I've always just kept my head down Mm -hmm. and worked and I think about the bigger picture and it's like work hard now you can prosper later yeah and so I haven't really spent, don't get me wrong, like I've had my fair share of great experiences where I've gone to like parties and events and birthdays and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I would say 90% of the time, I'm usually at home on a Friday and Saturday night and I'm doing something that's going to invest in my growth, whether it's reading yeah. or whether it's trying to research on how to start a podcast. <laughs> I'm doing something that's going to help me grow. Yes. And... Yeah, so I, especially like some of the people that are closest to me, they always say like I need a better sense of balance, mm. but I don't feel like I do. Yeah. You know what I've learned recently? Tell me. Because I'm very, very similar to you where it's right now I am all about building and I'll be free as the time goes on because what I do in my 20s sets me for my 30s, my 40s, my 50s and my 60s. So. I have to continue this like I see everybody my age playing and they suffer the consequences for that where usually on weekends I I go visit my family my my mother and my siblings they all live in San Juan Batista so that's like 40 minutes from here that's like a mandatory thing for me I'm a big family guy so I'm always here working throughout the week but weekends I'm working too but I make sure I wake up at a certain time that way when I'm with them I'm present but I've learned, I was like, I don't, I can never balance it. And I was like, I learned that balance is for the normal. Mm-hmm. Like people like us, like the, it's the uncommon. We're willing to do the other things that people just can't do. And that's yeah. okay. And I know, and just like you, I get that all the time too. Come on, man. You always with your family. You're always working. You're always this. I'm like, man. I'm building and then eventually you're going to ask me how and why literally. But that's always like so hard for people to understand because like I said, it's the normal and it's the uncommon. Yeah. But it's a hard thing to kind of describe to them because it's like it's hard for people to understand. Yeah. Well, time will tell because one of these days, you know, when you're and I talk about success and there's different kinds of success. I just want to touch base on this really quick because it's like, yes, there's financial success, Mm -hmm. but I think the real big thing is just being happy. And as long as you're happy, that's what's most important. And if that gives you fulfillment, like if you have a better sense of balance and that gives you fulfillment and you're happy about that, then Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. Yes. Um, but I do feel like one of these days we're not there yet, but Mm -hmm. when we are, people are going to look at us and be like, how did you get there? And it's because we've made all these sacrifices mm-hmm. and we've invested that time in ourselves yeah. to 
become what we want yeah and to make the vision you have of yourself a reality and i think a lot of people live in the present which is a good thing but i don't i'm assuming you're the same way as well where you think about the bigger picture and you kind of have this vision of yourself and how the life you want to live Mm -hmm. and then you work backwards like what steps do you need to take in order to make those things a reality what do you have to do today Mm -hmm. to achieve the things that you want in life yeah do you have any doubts doubts yes i mean don't get me wrong i feel like that's normal yeah i think we all do Mm -hmm. like there's definitely like moments when I feel like I should be going out and doing more things and living my life. Um, but then like it, like I just have confidence within myself where I know that if I continue to be consistent with what I'm doing mm-hmm. and if I, I believe in myself and I think if you want something out of life, like you have to have that confidence and you have to believe in yourself and things will fall into place. Yeah. Um, have you ever, I'm sure you have. <laughs> But um, the law of attraction. Yes. Yeah. I know yeah. people talk about that yeah. and there's kind of mixed things, mm-hmm. but I believe in it mm-hmm. because I've had things come to me. Um, like, for instance, my studio. For in- yeah. That's a whole crazy situation <laughs> because um, I remember originally when I was thinking about how how I was going to do this whole thing mm-hmm. I was like okay I need space where am I going to host my podcast yeah. I can't have it at my house so yeah. I'm trying to like put all these pieces together and originally I was thinking there's this place called WeWork mm-hmm. have you heard of that yeah where you familiar. rent office space for a couple hours so I was like okay well maybe I can do that I try to find like rent office space in prune yard yeah but they're really expensive for like a 10 by 10 it was like a thousand dollars and i'm like okay that's a little bit out of my budget and that's not gonna work so i'm trying to put all these pieces together i'm like okay where am i gonna host this and the studio that i'm renting now it's my friend melody so i'm renting a room out of my friend's house okay and her and i like we've had a few interactions with each other Mm -hmm. But it's not like I grew up with her. Um, I haven't. I didn't know her that long, mm. and she's just like, "I have an extra room in my house. You want to rent it?" And I was like, "That's crazy." And it was like it was so bizarre. And at first, I was like, "This is way too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way yeah. that this is really happening." Oh. And she just put that trust in me too, and I feel so much support from the people around me. And I think because I believe in myself and I'm confident with like what I'm going to achieve, mm-hmm. other people believe in that too. Yeah. And they want to help me. Like I can't express enough, like how many people has reached out a hand to me mm-hmm. being like, let me help you. Yeah. And it makes me feel so grateful. And it like, I feel like the people around me believe in me and it makes me so emotional actually. Yeah, because well, it's, it feels good. I don't, I don't even know you this is the first time we're meeting yeah. and I told you that cause I've, I've been in your shoes before while I was trying to figure out the whole tech situation, the mics, the audio, so on and so forth. And I'm just going to tell you, like, I'm willing to help you just like on my free time yeah. because I know what it's like. Like I, like I told you off air, like I love risk takers. Like I really, really do. I love dreamers and I love people. Cause that, that inspires me. Like I'm like, it makes me happy knowing there's another one like you knowing there's one like, man, there's cause I don't meet a lot of people 
I'm not saying I'm all this and that, but I'm saying I don't meet a lot of pe uncommon people. I don't. Yeah. It's very, very rare. It really is. So when I do, I'm like, oh, she needs to go out there. And if I can help her somehow, I'm going to do it because it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when I see you shining, I'm like, I knew it. I knew before she did. <laughs> you know what I mean? But where did that confidence come from? Um... It's funny because growing up, I was very insecure mm. and I lacked confidence. I had a very low self-esteem and that's something that I've struggled with my entire life, actually. Mm. Um, and I mean, that's rooted from a lot of different things. Um, I struggled making friendships, I think, because I am different. Mm. Like growing up back to my childhood, you're asking me about my childhood. Yeah. Um, I struggled making friends and I never really had a very strong, secure social network and social group. Mm. And... Um, like I had really bad acne and all that stuff. So it made me just very insecure with myself, yeah. but I also spent a lot of time alone mm. as a kid by choice. Yeah. Somewhat <laughs> kind of, I guess. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time alone and just thinking and I've been like, I would say I'm good about, okay, like. I'm insecure. What is making me feel insecure? Mm -hmm. How can I make myself feel better? Because I don't like feeling this way. Mm -hmm. So it's being mindful about your thoughts and taking that. And I think something a lot of people struggle with, and I know other people can relate. It's like, you're your own worst bully. Oh yeah. And sure. you have, I think a lot of people have negative thoughts. And I know when I was growing up, I was very mean to myself, unfortunately. Mm. And I think we all kind of struggle with that. But then it's like you have this thought like, oh, you're not good enough. And then it's like replacing that thought with, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. And being aware of your thoughts and some of the things that I would think, for instance, my best friend, if she was having a bad day, if she was struggling with her self-esteem or if she was struggling with an issue, I'm not going to sit there and add fuel to the fire and make her feel worse about herself then why do you do that to yourself mm. and i recognized that and i was just kind of feeding into my own insecurities and i remember reading a quote and it's, it said thoughts become things mm. so if you're sitting here and you're telling yourself um you know like how you're not good enough yeah. or whatever self-doubt thoughts ruminate in your head if you continue to feed that that's what you're going to project and again with the law of attraction those things are going to come to you and people are going to pick up on that and they're going to start treating you differently yeah whereas i feel like i've spent a lot of time because at the end of the day you want to feel good nobody wants to feel bad yeah. so i just practiced for years and years replacing those thoughts with positive ones yeah. and working on things that are going to make me feel better working out, mm -hmm. you know, so I wasn't really confident with what I look like, even though that's not, shouldn't matter, yeah. but it feels good to be athletic and, um, like it has brought me a lot of confidence, mm -hmm. but yeah, just working on yourself. I spent yeah. years and years just, thinking positive thoughts yeah. and investing in myself, you know, educating myself yeah. and that's and reading was a big component of that. Correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm, even, good things. Yeah, mm -hmm. even for me too, because I remember I was, uh, I remember one year I was like stuck because I, uh, I was a professional fighter before all this. Yeah. And um, I lost two fights in a row and I was like, what is going on? And I was just like mentally, I took a step away from the game and I was like, I don't know what to do. I gave my whole life to fighting. I was like, I don't, I'm supposed to be the up and coming guy. And then getting humiliated like that in front of all my family and friends, it was embarrassing. And I took a whole year off from fighting, just trying to dissect what's wrong with me. And I just started to read. And it just like opened me up. I'm like, geez, I didn't know that. And then I wrote, pick up another book. Oh my God, I didn't know that either. And it just gave me so much information and like tested me mentally. And then I met, and then I ended up reaching out to like my greatest mentor ever. And he really picked me apart. I've never had somebody test me. I've always, I've been, I've been tested physically, but never psychologically the way he did. Like he picked me apart. He told me our first interaction. He's like, Daniel, you're a captain without a ship. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, ouch. But it was so true though. He's like, he's like, you do not know how to lead, but you're trying, you're trying to get all these things in order, but you're, you have nothing down and dialed yourself. So I had one more fight just to do. And I worked with him the entire one. Every day was hard. Yeah. He constantly critiqued me like constantly. And then I did nothing right. The entire training camp for three months training twice a day. I did nothing right to his standards. Then on fight night, all the chains were off. I like everything was out. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like free. Yeah. So mentors, are a different kind of thing. I never really took into doubt, like into like growing up, like you really start to think back, like we actually had a lot of mentors, but we kind of ignored it until we got older and really started to learn. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you have a lot of mentors that you've had in your life? Um, I would definitely say my boss now. Yeah. Um, she's been amazing. Like, especially when I started working and doing nutrition, she took me under her wing and she mm. taught me so much. And even till this day, she's one of my biggest supporters. Yeah. And I know like if I ever have anything, like if I need help with something or if I have going through a challenge, I can always go to her mm. and count on her to support, like have that emotional support and yeah. just give me good advice. Yeah. Um, but growing up, not really. Like I've always been pretty mature for my age i would say yeah. how old are you by the way i'm gonna be 30 so i'm 29 oh my gosh yeah. i'm 28 so i just turned 28. 28 i just turned 28 yeah. 28 going on 50 <laughs> yeah um but i've always hung out with people way older than me mm, yeah so majority of my friends are probably closer to 40 <laughs> that's like my it's all my better friends. though but I you feel know. like I connect better with them than I do people my own age because yeah. I feel, I mean, I'm sure you relate to this. Um, everyone just wants to go out and party and like live their life, which they should. Like mm -hmm. these are the years to do that. Yeah. But setting us apart from everyone else, mm -hmm. we don't think like that. And, yeah. you know, you want to surround yourself with positive people and good influences. Yeah. So your group is very selective, I would say. Because, I mean, I think... I think you have to be because like I'm I I don't like I said like I'm I'm just like you I don't go out yeah. it's like if people want to see me it's almost like you have to come on the podcast yeah <laughs> that's how no, I don't even want to say busy I am that's how productive I am yeah where it's like 
I have so much things that are getting situated and things that I have to do where it's like it needs me. And if I don't give it, I'm going to pay the ultimate price, which is my business failing. Yeah. And I can't have that. So that's the thing. My, I don't have 19 staff. I don't have 25 people under me. It's literally just me for now. But eventually, there's going to be a guy over there doing all the audio check, doing all the camera stuff. Like eventually, there's going to be a build, build a team. Yeah. But that's the thing. In a day and age, especially on this time, you have to be able to do the job of 10 people. That's the one thing I learned about business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So eventually, when I do hire a team, I'm going to be able to like educate them on this certain role. But it's because I knew how to do it first. You know what I it's mean? It's so funny that you say that because that's literally a thought that I had in my head. Like mm-hmm. I, with the editing and the yeah. filming, like you need to know how to do those things. Also because... Um, since it is kind of your thing, like mm. you probably want it a certain way. Oh yeah. And then you can, you have a better idea of how to articulate what it is that you want or how to do things mm-hmm. if you understand the system behind it. Yes, but like all this is, once the cameras are on, the mics are on, everything's turned on. What is this? It's just a convo. Mm-hmm. This is something that we would do, like say if I'm when I go to your studio and we're setting things up. This is exactly what we would be doing. Just. Oh, like obviously fixing the little things, but obviously like on the side, like, Hey, like what made you want to get a podcast actually? Like just a little thing like that. Like it's just a conversation and people are so scared to come on here. Yeah. It's so weird. Like you'll probably have that too. Well, actually not because your, your uh, podcast is very business niche. Mm -hmm. So people actually have to be out there. You know what I mean? I don't think you're a business owner and wouldn't be willing to put yourself out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think you're going to get a lot of yeses coming on your podcast. <laughs> I have a lineup. I'm That's excited. Good. I'm really excited. Um, it's just a matter of getting, getting things in flow. Yeah. Have you figured out your format? Meaning like a podcast a week, two podcasts a week. Like, have you figured that out? Um, well, we're going to start with one a week, yes. <laughs> but I want to be able to record at least three of them and have mm. them ready to go so yeah. I can be consistent with my content. Yes. Um, so as soon as I film three of them, then I'll probably release my first one. Yeah. Something that I told uh, a mutual friend of ours, Hannah, uh, shout out to Hannah Loxon. Um, I told her always have episodes prepped on the side mm-hmm. because these weeks fly by. They do. They go by so fast. Like, so I have an episode coming Monday and then I have two more before you. And then you're, yours is dropping sometime in April next month. But episodes have been prepped on the side, but they go by so fast. So now I kind of figure out a format where it's like every time I have a recording day, I'm going to just record three episodes or four episodes in one day. That way it's like, oh, I have a whole month's worth. You yeah. know what I mean? And just all done in one day. Because usually I would always do one one a week. You know? Like, say I did one today. Today's Friday. And then I would do it next Friday. And then next Friday. And then next Friday. But I was like, I think I'd rather just do it all in one day. And then be able to have all this time to do everything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes, like, you you know, you don't know how long it's going to take you to edit something or if something goes wrong. You yeah. know, you have backup because you do want to be consistent or else you're going to kind of lose that. Yeah. The momentum. Yes. <laughs> and you don't want to lose that momentum. So you being a very uh, confident individual, uh, does it scare you um, that you are going to be putting yourself out there to the world very, very shortly? Um. Yes, yeah. it does. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know, like it, it's, it makes me nervous, but at the same time, I'm more excited than anything. Mm. 
And a lot of the people that I'll start talking to, they're people that I know and I've interacted with in the past. So it's like not, I mean, I think it's different when you don't know somebody and you're having a conversation for the first time, which I'm sure I'm, I'm going to experience that it's inevitable. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not really that nervous. I think I'm more excited than anything else. I really just want to get this ball rolling. Yeah. What about the negative comments? Like say, if you're going to be on TikTok and YouTube shorts and Instagram reels, like trust me, I get those probably daily. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And like, I know that comes with it. Mm. And like, I'm sure like a lot of those things that people will say is going to hurt and get under my skin. And I think also I've mentally prepared myself for that. And you have to have thick skin to, mm. you know, put like, and to put yourself out there. Yeah. It's hard. And I don't think it's like a lot of people will be able to kind of like do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that does make me nervous because I am a very emotional person. But at the end of the day, I'm just rem- like reminding myself that I know I'm a good person mm-hmm. and I know who I am. And there's going to be people who don't agree with your opinions. And there's going to be people who don't think the same way you do. Mm-hmm. And you just have to accept people's differences. Yeah. And like as long as you stay true to yourself... Mm-hmm you can't let those things bring you down. Like it's going to, it's really hard and yeah. I haven't actually experienced that yet. Mm-hmm. So it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard, I'm sure, but yeah. that's why you just have to, can you know have a strong support system yeah and some and from the time that I've been with you sitting here, uh, you are obviously a winner to me and it's funny because I don't think winners have the time and day to comment something negative under a post. Right. So I always kind of remind myself on that. Every time I get these uh, daily comments from individuals or from people that I know, I'm always like winners literally don't have time to comment something negative on another person. Losers do. So I always remind myself of that. I'm like, man, you're watching me and I don't know anything about you. So who's winning here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the same time, I feel like it's more of a reflection of themselves than mm-hmm. it is about you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't always been a very happy person and I've struggled with anxiety and depression when, you know, like mm-hmm. that was a big part of my life. But I can tell you right now, and don't get me wrong, I have my moments. Mm-hmm. My life isn't, you know, like I have it's nowhere where I want it to be by any means, but I've practiced being happy and I don't go around tearing other people down. Like if anything, like I want other people to be happy. I want to lift them up. I want them to be the best versions of themselves. And I think happy people don't go around tearing other people apart. No. So at the end of the day, if somebody has negative things about you, it's, a bigger reflection of themselves than it is about you. Smile and I and wave. That's all you got to do is smile and wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing that I, um, I always mentally uh, prepare myself because when I was a fighter, they would always be negative comments. So you had fans or people just kind of like screaming at you saying this and that. And it's just like, it was built in me like way before. And then now kind of like putting myself out there, 
have uh, gone viral a couple of times so it's like it's okay and that's fine like it's like it's all good because it's and that's the thing too about social media it's like you got to use it properly mm-hmm. like you just got to post and leave it alone let it do its thing and just get out of there yeah like don't like stay on there all day and just kind of like oh my god this thing is taking over my life no do not do not fall into that trap, especially when you put yourself out there. Obviously, interact with your fans when that day does come, but don't get too involved because that shit will trap you, literally. Yeah. That's the one thing I hear most people, most like content creators or people who have podcasts or just people in general, like they, if they read an article about you or something like that you want to read, you're like, oh my God, how did they get this information from me? Like, you just mm-hmm. don't know. But there are things out there where it's like, I always tell people that when they want to start something, like, are you prepared for all those negative interactions? Because they do come. But just like you, you mentally put yourself, and I feel like you've been through way harder shit than what you're about to do, right? But it's hard regardless. But you're able to just like, it's okay. I'll get through it. It's not, it's yeah. not a big deal. There's no other option, you know, but I think as long as you focus on the bigger picture too, and are you a Gary Vee fan? Uh, Yeah. yeah. I love Gary Vee. (laughs) So, you know, like he says, like one of the comments that he made is like, don't focus on what's around you. Mm. Focus on like what's in front of you. And I mean, my goal and not only like with my podcast, we were talking about mentors earlier. I think this is an opportunity to to be able to tap in the minds of these successful people to see how they got to where they are Mm -hmm. and i want to know about their mindset yeah and you know what motivates them and what keeps them going and i think well i'm definitely going to be talking to people from a bunch of different fields yeah and there's something to be learned from each individual person Mm -hmm. and I want to be able to not only like inspire other people who want to start a business or if you're an aspiring entrepreneur um, if you you know like there's just so much to be learned through other people Mm -hmm. and I want not only for my own selfish reasons I want to hear their stories and I want to learn from them but also I want to share these conversations with people um, so hopefully like other people can learn from it as well. Mm-hmm. And I've like, the bigger thing is I just want to help people in that sense. Yeah. And I think that outweighs, like if I can help people kind of, you know, push through like a threshold, maybe they can resonate with some things that we're talking about mm-hmm. or help them solve a problem or something like that. I'm not sure we haven't had these conversations yet, but that's going to, outweigh all the negativity Mm -hmm. and do you think you'll prep for conversations i think um, some you'll some you'll need to right if somebody has a particular business yes so i'll research yes yes um to see what they do just so i can have questions to ask because i want to have at least somewhat of a background on information Mm -hmm. on what they do so i can ask appropriate questions but at the most part i think it's going to be a lot of just like impromptu like conversation like you said is just having a normal conversation with people but Mm -hmm. i have a genuine interest in what they do so i think that will just flow naturally and it's not something like i can probably prep a Mm -hmm. little bit and have some questions but i think the conversation will probably just come up naturally yeah i used to (laughs) this is so embarrassing (laughs) i used to have a notebook here and i'd be like 
okay, so, uh, <laughs> and I'd go question based on that. And I'm like, oh my God, like, cause I know, a, a um, a real famous individual. He's one of like Joe Rogan's best friends, like Alex Friedman. Uh, he always uses a notebook still to this day. Yeah. But he, his questions are insane. Like they're very, very deep. Mm -hmm. Like, are you afraid of death? Or like, what, how would you define love? Like things like that, where people are like, Jesus, like that's, mm -hmm. that's how pretty, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, do you, do you, I mean, I don't think you would be very intimidated when it comes to like a certain individual on your podcast, but do you think it'll be very like, Oh man, I have this individual, like say a uh, Gary V. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I, Hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there's going to be some people who intimidate me, but at the end of the day, people are just people. Yeah. And like, I've had normal conversations with people and then I, it turns out that they're like a star and I'm just like, what the heck? I was like, I just literally had a normal conversation with this person and yeah. I had absolutely no idea. Mm -hmm. So I don't go into like, I just think of people or they're just normal people. Like yeah. I work in the service industry or customer service industry. Mm -hmm. um, and I have conversations. I don't treat anyone different. Yeah. So if there's somebody who's a business owner who comes in, which I've met a lot of business, business owners yeah. um, through like my job, I'm not going to treat them any different than yeah. somebody who's, you know, in high school or mm -hmm. whatever the case is. Yeah working at a restaurant like I just treat everybody the same yeah yeah are you gonna be um so currently right now obviously um I don't know if you have a team behind you you don't are you going to obviously in the future but like are you like we were talking about having the job of 10 people all at once um what scares you the most when it comes to having a podcast oh my gosh um I think the editing, because I'm not tech savvy mm. at all, yeah. and I've been fiddling around with it. And I'm like, this is overwhelming, mm -hmm. and it's so much to learn. Yeah. Uh, I think that's definitely th the biggest thing that's kind of intimidating me at this time is just how on earth am I going to learn how to do this? Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I think you went to the highest one. You went to Adobe, correct? Adobe yes. Premiere. Yeah. yeah. So I would, um, I think I told, I didn't tell you this, but I always tell people this, like iMovie is like middle school. Uh, Final Cut Pro is for high school. Adobe is like college and up. And then mm -hmm. there's DaVinci Code and there's continuous new softwares coming out. But it's always like you got to start somewhere and you got to get that feel of it. And then you're eventually, you know what? I'm ready to graduate. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like that. But that takes time. Like for me, it took so long. But luckily, you have people near you that could actually show you. Yeah. That way you can, oh, I could do it on Adobe. Oh, I could do it on Final Cut. Oh, I could do it on this. I could do it on that. Like you have you have a network and that's the whole thing about having a podcast. You never know who you're going to bump into and you never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, like Hannah, I don't know how many episodes she's in, but she's in a lot. But it's just because I helped her set up her thing. And now she has a system down. I'm like, go ahead, yeah. do your thing. And it's going to be the same thing with you. I'm just going to give you the little touches. And then I'm like, Michelle, you got it. Go handle it. And then when I see all the consistent, like the clips, the podcast going up, I'm like, dang, just like that. Do you know which platforms you want to be on? Like say Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Like, do you have an idea? Um, I mean, I would like to be on all of them. Yeah. I think I want to record the whole thing, put on YouTube. 
started TikTok. Like, I'm not even active on TikTok. Yeah. But put it on there. And then you, Instagram. I think the only thing I want to is Twitter. Because yes. I don't really... I don't know. Do you post a lot of Twitter? I don't even have a Twitter. I've oh. never, I've never had a Twitter. Well, Twitter, they don't. Um, I, I don't think they, they only promote like your opinions. Yeah, it's they like don't really. Word, like, yeah, kind of they don't like like oh somebody's YouTube channel unless you're promoting something where it's like I mean, having a conversation with a businessman is very beneficial. I don't know if you know that that thing where it's like money Twitter. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's where like if you if you get into that community, it's wild. There's these guys literally giving you threads of like how to start a specific niche on on anything, whether it's real estate or any online business or something where it's like people are literally giving you little hacks daily and it's wild. Like people are having, making like 5K off, 5K a month on Twitter. That's insane. Yeah. So that's the thing. Use social media, right? And it could pay you very, very well. Mm -hmm. But people are scrolling mindlessly. Have you ever had that problem where you're like scrolling and stuff and like... Yeah, and I will say, like, I mean, I went through a phase mm. where I was doing a lot of that, but I also feel like it's almost important to do that to a little bit. Like, I'm not saying um, do it all the time just to yeah. kill time, but you want to know what trends are out there, and you want to know how to relate to the audience. Yeah. And if you think of it more as, like, an educational thing and see what's trending, you can utilize it and have – use that to inspire your content mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like you want reach and you want um you know people to interact with what you put out there yeah. so you do want to see what people and i'm big on psychology so you want to see like what things like videos that go viral mm -hmm. like why does it go viral yeah like what taps into your psychology yeah. for people to be attracted to that. Mm -hmm. And I think of it more critically and instead of just mindlessly scrolling, like I start asking myself questions. I'm like, why do people like this? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. so, but don't get me wrong. I've definitely had like invested a little too much time <laughs> in one sitting looking yes. at things on Instagram and got sucked in the hole like everyone else. Yeah. I scroll to get an idea. Just yeah. like you said. Like if I, what, like what's trendy or what works to transition, I'm like, hmm, I like this. Let me see what I can do on my end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always to get an idea or there's always, that's the thing. The social media is always evolving. It's just like, you have to keep up with it. Like you have to. And if you're not like, you're going to just play, be playing catch up. Mm -hmm. That's just like the only, that's the one thing with me. It's just like, always just stay consistent. Like I've been consistent, like ever since I've been on this thing. And just like, even when I was a fighter, I was always promoting myself always. So I'm just wholly like very used to the whole consistency and like I don't even know how to just stop. That's the problem. And if you go on my camera roll, it's just content. Yeah. It's just content to the point where I'm like, what am I supposed to say? All right, there you go. Like just put it there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even a podcast, you having a podcast, you're gonna have endless content. And that's what Gary Vee says. He literally says, if you want religious content, start a podcast. And then every time you do one episode with somebody, you have 40 clips. It's pretty much what I'm going to get from here. Yeah. Like 35, 40. And guess what? They're all going to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they're all for me too, but they're obviously for you because I like giving my guests their content. You know what I mean? Because like, dude, you got to promote your stuff. Like, why not? Like, show off. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, you're on a podcast. Use it to your advantage. And this builds something. You know what I mean? Like, it does. And I really... 
I'm really excited for you to start a podcast because I've helped a lot of people start them. They didn't continue because they realized all the work that goes behind it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's only two people that really stuck with it, but I've helped like 14 and then they just didn't. But I, since like all the stuff that you've been telling me, I'm not worried about you. I'm really not. I'm invested. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, I could deeply invested in this vision. Yes, like I'm. It's all, like even the little details. Like I'm so like weird. Are you? Are you a what is it called? Like a, you're a decorator. I mean, it may just be the woman's touch, like we were saying off air, but your studio is brilliant. Like it's so good. I was literally telling Hannah that too. I was showing my little brother that. Really? Because he always asks, uh, "Oh, who are you getting on a on a guest?" And I was like telling him a little about you. I was like, "Dude, hold on, look at her podcast." And he was like, "Jeez." I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> but you're giving people that wow experience as soon as they go in. And that's like a huge thing too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've been in the customer service industry my entire life. Yeah. And. I want them to have a memorable experience. Like I want them to leave and feel good. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like I, one thing that I've been kind of working on, which I haven't released yet, but I will tell you, Oh yes. Um, I want to have like a little, so I have a mini fridge and yeah. I want to have like a cute little drink menu <laughs> where they come in and I'll give them this menu and I'll have like three signature cocktails. If they yeah. want a cocktail, That's good. Um, I want to have, be able to offer them a sparkling water. Yeah. I want them to feel comfortable. I want it yes. to be homey. Yeah. Um, so I do like want to give them that ultimate experience. Yeah. And I want them to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is it? I feel like I could see your podcast for some reason just being very, very fancy. I don't know why I see these people coming in here as guests just dressed to the gills. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because when I think of cocktails, I'm like, oh, James Bond. And then obviously in a suit, and he's just like, oh, you know what I mean? That's yeah. how I picture it. Yeah, it's funny because I have like a friend who's a bartender, and I was uh -huh. like, hey, can you teach me how to make like a oh, few shit. cocktails? I got these cute glasses, and it's all, you know. Like, I, it's just all for the experience. Oh, you know what you should do? What? Send them the menu. Because, like, it's... It, I mean, you could do this when they get there. But it'd be cool if, like, as soon as they enter the room, the drinks are already on the table. Yeah. And then you just... All right, let's... Obviously, do a little rerun of like maybe some things that you're going to talk about. Oh, are you not willing to talk about this that I read on the article? Yada, yada. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. But it'd be cool if the drink was already ready. You know all what I mean? with like smoke coming out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm That's just, actually a good idea, though. Yeah, I'm just extra. Yeah. I'm just very extra. But you have to be. Mm. You know what? You said, a, you said something earlier. Uh, I'm different. Do you get weird looks when you say that? And what's wrong with saying you're different? Um, I mean, I don't go around telling people that, yeah. so I don't get like the looks. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I feel like people can tell mm -hmm. because I remember somebody like came in and I just, I, like I said, I help people find supplements Yeah. and it was my first time meeting this person. And one of the first thing he said to me was, you're not from here, are you? And I was just like, no, Jesus. but why would you ask me that? And I think part of it is my culture yeah. because I was born in South Africa. Mm. Um, I remember a little backtrack, but when I was in college, I took cultural communications. And 
one of the things that I learned in that class is the United States is the only country in the world that is individualistic. Every other country in the world, they're collectivists, where mm. they're more family oriented. Yeah. The structure of the you know economy is different, things like that. So here we have a very individualistic society, and mm. it tends, ten- I mean, not in every case, but it tends to be a little bit more like egocentric. Mm. Whereas I'm not, I don't, I don't want to say I'm not like that, but I don't like, I'm not like I care more about other people and their well-being than I feel like I, I'm more in tune with what everyone else is kind of doing, which is kind of contradicting because I, at the same time, I, in my own lane, you know, I feel like everything has a contradiction, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think that I think differently compared to everyone else. But I isolate myself a little bit, mm. so I don't really get any negative feedback or any feedback because yeah. I'm usually just doing my own thing. Yeah, and you also want people to win. Like, say, if you're winning, you want to bring them up with you, right? Yeah. yeah. So back to, like, my, like, what I want to do. So um, another thing that I want to do Spill with my the podcast. Beans. I know, I'm just giving you guys all my <laughs> secrets. You guys better not take what I want to do. But I want to like thank people for their time and I know like my time is very valuable to me and I'm very selfish with how I choose to invest it thank you for being here thank you for having me (laughs) um but I want other people to feel like they they're appreciated Mm. because I do appreciate them for taking time out of their day away from their families away from their passions and their work to be with me Mm -hmm. um for that hour and be on my podcast. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to give them like a little gift basket oh, just to like thank them. Again, <laughs> you're I, making me want to level up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just extra. Um, but I also want to take that as an opportunity to help other people like spread their businesses. So I've actually mm-hmm. talked to um, like somebody who has his own like vodka business, or he has another guy who has his own wine business. Mm-hmm. So I'm having him like by you know i'm getting little shooters wine shooters and i'm putting them in the gift basket with their card so they can you know it's done it's done i want to help them promote their business that way too because i want everyone to grow there's enough sunshine for all of us yeah and if i can help them like i want to all level up together Mm -hmm. that's the whole point so like me and you we're in this podcast space right what's me helping you gonna hinder my podcast for it's not gonna hinder it at all like so when i see you win i'm just like michelle i love seeing that like even one of my dearest friends she's a she's a mother and she's just getting into the whole online fitness thing because she did everything personal and it's not hurting me helping her when we are in the same space yeah we all have enough room to make something you know what i mean like we all have room and that's when you were talking about the whole individuality side where people are just like, they keep it to themselves. I would be a terrible person, Michelle, if I didn't pass on what I knew. If you told me, Daniel, I need help with certain things on my podcast, it would be so messed up if I said no. You know why? It's a loser's mentality when people view, say, somebody else in my space like, mm. I don't want them to shine, so I'm not even going to give them my help. I'm going to let them figure it out on their own and probably never going to start it. 
Absolutely not. My whole niche and my whole persona is to help other people win, period. Because that leaves a mark and that leaves a bond where it's like, because I also want to be known as a really great person. And I also just, I have a really, I have a reputation and I want to keep that set in stone. I just help winners. That's it. That's what this... It's funny how this podcast is called Talking Out My Ass Podcast, right? Very weird, <laughs> but it's just people. That's all it is, right? It's just people. It's nothing. It's not niche-based. It's not this. It's not that. It's just people. That's why I love it so much, and it's very comedy-like. The podcast is like, oh, God, what are they going to talk about? You know, so on and so forth, but it's a beautiful conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. When are you going to remember forever? <laughs> I'm going to remember this forever. This is literally my first podcast, so I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm glad that you're here, honestly, and I'm glad that you are going to be starting yours very, very soon. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but also feeding off with what you just said about leaving a mark, you know, if you're going around helping other people and helping them, that's going to come back to you. I believe in karma. Yeah. And if you just go around helping other people, they're going to want to help you in return. Mm-hmm. And like with my whole podcasting, I have absolutely not a diddly squat idea on what I am doing. Yeah. But like there's so many people around me who have the resources, who have the knowledge, who can help me. And if I was not a, like if I wasn't a good person yeah. or if I wasn't, you know, like if I was standoffish or whatever the case is, people aren't going to be inclined to wanting to help you. Yeah. So if you put good out there and if you like help the people around you, they're going to want to help you in return. So I think if you reached out to me saying, Hey, Daniel, it doesn't look like you, it looks like you have all the time in your hands. Can you actually come over, like come over to my place and help me how to edit and so on and so forth? I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. People don't react to that. Well, I know I don't. (laughs) I mean, but you act, you, you responded to me and like you messaged me very kindly and you, you needed a problem to solve. That's all it was. And that's the thing. It's not really a problem because it's a touch of a button. Yeah. That's the crazy part. And that's what I can't wait to show you that all of this, it's actually very simple. It's just not easy. If that makes sense. Cause I mean, you saw me like when we first started, it's just, I pressed a few buttons. That's it. And we just went, but it's the, what happens after mm-hmm. is that matters. You know what I mean? Like, is the audio good? Is the lighting good? Is the imagery good? Did it blur? Did it do this? Like you're watching every little detail, but that's what happens when you build a solid network and they show you the way and it's, it's at ease now. And that's the thing. Like you're starting good. You're not gonna, I don't want like the whole goal with you. I don't want your first episode to be shit. You know, they say that, oh, your first episode is always bad. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be because I know they people want to perfect their craft and they want to make sure it's picture perfect. And I did not start that way. But the people who I help, I want to make sure they're dialed. That way, that first episode, I'm like, and when they first listen to it, they're like, this is high quality. The view is a movie. You know what I mean? It's more just so when people walk in your studio as a wow experience, you also want to give them the audience that they're watching at home or driving in their car, listening to your podcast, the wow experience quality. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's business too. Absolutely. Yeah. But (sighs) I wanted to ask you something about the podcast too. What made you think of that name? 
Um, well, I think it's just, first of all, like Silicon Valley, everyone knows Silicon yeah. Valley. It's a very reputable um, place in the world. Yeah. Everyone, like even my grandpa in South Africa knows Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. It's in movies. So I definitely kind of use that in my location as an advantage in yeah. that sense. And you're there. <laughs> yeah, I live here. So that's definitely where I got the Silicon Valley from. Um, as far as CEOs, like those are the people that I want to talk to. Those are like the elite, you know, yeah. like business people in our society. Mm-hmm. And I think people would be curious to know what kind of roles people play and what kind of jobs they have and what it entails and how did they get there and what you know like i said obstacles did they face and what did they do to overcome them and bounce back like there's a couple stories that i've heard of people who became millionaires and then they lost everything yeah, I know and then they built it back up and mm-hmm. now they're thriving again yeah. and to have something like that happen will change you as a person for sure mm-hmm. like you're not going to be the same and you have a different appreciation for what you have mm-hmm. and Like, I just want people to be able to share their stories because it's all going to be unique. Um, But not only, like, I've always had an interest in business and, um, like, financial success, I guess. And it's not even about the money. Like, I don't really care about the money. But just, like, how they got to where they are and how did they grow companies like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know like the thought process behind it yeah and i just want to know so ceos of silicon <laughs> valley <laughs> it just it came together and it just it was a name that yeah. came to me like it just it was one single thought and i was yeah. like that's it yeah. like it wasn't like i was playing around with different names it was just like like i said it hit me like a truck yeah and then i was like that's it yeah. it's don't really question. professional it's really professional it's a, like it's a it's gravitating too like i said it's like Oh my gosh, this is a, and that's the thing. Everybody, everybody is interested in businessmen, CEOs. Everybody is because we are so gravitated towards people who are successful, whether it be athletes or just people who own companies, so on and so forth. We're just so gravitated towards it, right? Yeah. How does it feel that one day, how are you going to feel when you do become a CEO? Hmm. Um, well, I've always had that thought in my mind like I want to be a business owner Mm -hmm. and that's something that I've thought about and felt like ever since I was younger Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's gonna be like when I'm there I'm sure it's gonna be stressful and it's not gonna be all sunshine and dandelions like people make it out to be it's a very stressful role and Mm -hmm. it comes with a price and I'm aware of that and I mean at the end of the day, like we were talking about, you know, like what inspires me at least is you get one life. And I know you've talked about this before too. You get one life. And when I'm 80, 90 years old, I don't know how long I'm going to live, but hopefully very long. (laughs) I want to be able to reflect on my life and I want to be proud of who I like who I am and I want to have like a sense of purpose. I want to utilize my life in a way where I feel like I'm making an impact and I'm helping people positively. 
And that is just what I thrive to be, strive to be. And like, I'm like, I just want, like, that's what makes me feel whole. And yeah, so we'll see where it goes and where life takes us, me, you too, because you're going to be a business owner one day and we're going to cross paths. We're like, Hey, remember that one? (laughs) You're going to be on my podcast and you're going to share your story and how you got to where you are. Oh, I cannot Mm -hmm. wait. But Michelle, I want to be very respectful of your time. Thank you for your beautiful value that you gave today. And thank you just for your company. Seriously. Thank you so much. And, uh, my very, very last question to you out of all the years that you've been alive, what's the greatest lesson you've ever learned? Hmm. The greatest lesson I've ever learned. That's actually like a tough question. And you're putting me on the spot right now and I don't really know how to answer that. Um, I mean, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is just appreciate your time Mm. and spend it the way you want to, because, you know, if you don't, that's when you reflect on your life and you are regretful on how you like invested your time. So, um, yeah, my, the biggest lesson I would say is just use your time wisely and be mindful about how you choose to spend it and invest it beautiful are there any closing statements for the podcast um (laughs) no i i just want to thank you for having me and honestly this has been a wonderful experience and i'm just so grateful and thank you for like all your help and support i really appreciate it and i can't wait to be on here again yeah you are going to be on multiple times believe that and i cannot wait to help you put your podcast together and i can't wait to be on it and i just can't wait for it to be up and thriving but thank you for your time again. I really, really appreciate you. Um, I know I love doing this, especially meeting new people. It's it's a beautiful thing because I don't I don't get to meet uncommon people like you. And just thank you for being here. You know what I mean? It's it helps me and it, it inspires me truly. It really, really does. But thank you for coming on, ladies and gentlemen. We're out of here. Goodbye.